Hi guys, welcome to episode two of Lagos Road My Mental Health. And in this episode, we'll be talking about growing up in Lagos. Here with me is Julian Dumebi Duru, aka Doom Doom. He is. Why are you saying? Nothing, no, Why are you juggling? He is a product manager and software engineer. Hi, Dumebi. Hi, Zine. It's nice to be here on your podcast. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. Please, can you introduce yourself to my listeners? Yes, my name is uh, Dumebi Duru. Uh, I'm a product manager and software engineer. Um, I have roughly seven years of experience in the Nigerian tech space, mm. uh, working with Team Apt Limited. I've been there for quite a while. And um, I've built a bunch of products that people use here in Nigeria. It's great to be on mm. your podcast, isn't it? It's great to have you here. You yeah. genius. Yeah, thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for agreeing to have this with me. So let's go straight to the point. Um, this topic was very difficult to, you know, analyze because it's very vast. Mm-hmm. But we're able to pick three topics. And the first question I have for you, Julian, is um, how did commuting um, to school how did that affect you? You know, how did you know traffic in Lagos mm. affect your school worker? Mm. Okay, so I know while growing up, I I wasn't I wasn't always early to school because um, I usually had issues around traffic, and, and most times what would happen is I'll get to school late, mm. and then I had these teachers who were always bent on flogging late commerce. So sometimes I made. We know them. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I made that I made that list, and I would always get flogged in the morning. And it didn't happen all the time, but sometimes it did, and it was very uncomfortable because you had gone through some traffic, mm-hmm. got to school late, mm-hmm. and then while you, while you're still trying to settle in, you're you're collecting cane from your teacher, and they don't even care to know why, really know why you were late. You understand? Mm. So this is, was a bit of a problem because a bunch of these teachers they don't really they don't care to to really understand why a student keeps coming late or yeah. doesn't solve the problem. Yeah. They just Some of them just want to flog you and show you that mm. you are doing badly or something. It reminds me of, you know, the man who wore people that were mm-hmm. employed by my school authorities to flog every late commas with Koboko. <laughs> like, I literally had a taste of that thing. That's, I had my fair share. That's so extreme. Why would they be... It's, yeah, I... Using Koboko on you because you're, you're late to school. I don't even know how I was able to endure that. You know, looking back now, mm-hmm. that was really traumatic you know, for a child to be beaten with Koboko. Mm-hmm. Like horse whip. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Koboko, right? That's like horse whip, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's crazy. So, so how did, you know, committing to work, you know, in your early stages of your career... You know, when you were possibly in your late teenage years. Yeah. Like, how did traffic affect your commutes mm. to work? Ah, that, back then, it was really, it was really terrible. Because I, I was working from 
I was working in VI, mm-hmm. but I, I back then I was living in Aja. Wow. So from VI to Aja and back wow. there, every day was I'll spend like four to six hours on the road. What? Every, yeah, I'm telling you, there was a day I spent up to six hours on the, on the road. It was madness. Hmm. And the roads were, were incredibly clogged. You had so much traffic because people were just trying to to go the same way. And yeah. it, was, it was now hectic because you had... So I'd wake up in the morning now, like 5 a.m. And I'll still get to work by like 8, sometimes 9. Wow. Um, yes. And, you know, you, you'd be in the bus. Because back then I used to take take bus so mm-hmm. to work and back. Mm-hmm. And you'd be in the bus cram. Um, yeah, squeezed beside other strangers. And yeah, it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah, there's so much heat and you know, it's, like everybody's thinking. Everybody's yeah, yeah, it's just uncomfortable and the conductor is making noise in your ear. And I mean, like they didn't even leave us with a lot of choices now. Yeah, like, because you know, be yourself, you have mm-hmm. to line up a very long queue, and some mm-hmm. of us hate waiting. So by the time you now get to work, you're not even in the right frame of mind to be to be top performer or to, to be very productive and mm-hmm. it's, it really messes with you in some way and then yeah. of course going back home you know after what you faced in the morning going back home by the time i get home it's already late i can't do much yeah i just want to you can't even work stay. on your side hustle or something no, you, can't do, you can't do any of that i did have a side hustle that time <laughs> i couldn't keep it up no i, I couldn't afford to have a side Okay, so our our second topic is um, on teachers in Lagos. So my question is like, you know, teachers in Lagos compared to teachers in other states or like other Kama states, let me use that word, Kama states, (laughs) or more developed countries, you know, and how their teaching style affected your development. How did their teaching style affect your Mm. development? So I I find that most times there are different kinds of teachers, even in, in most schools. Not all teachers will be the same. Some of them will will really make an effort to be involved in a child's uh, mental health. development and mental health. Mm-hmm. So I had those teachers back then who who were a lot more than just the schoolwork. They wanted to understand what I was going through at home and how that was affecting my studies. Mm-hmm. So those teachers are there, but they're also those teachers who didn't really give much of it down and they just... Uh, as far as they were concerned, your assignments had to be <laughs> done on time. Yeah. You know, yeah, you had to be, you had to do all your projects on time. You had to be a top performer in class. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really care much to know or understand what you were going through outside of school. Yeah. Which wasn't a very good thing because um, more often than not, a child's um, mental health can always or will always affect their academic performance. And their True mental that. health is a sum of things that happen to them even at home with their parents with their friends a bunch of other things and that is important to understand that so that you can help yeah. the child better perform at school yeah but you mentioned something about um a, um a student that brought uh that a student's parent that brought yes. somebody yeah yeah i mean i remember when 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 i was still in iso the time a, a teacher flogged a a student mm-hmm. and unknown to the teacher this um, student had some really crazy parents so the next wow. day the parents brought some thugs to oh the my school God. to beat up that teacher it was a real Whoa. thing it was a real thing and he even made its way to the did he sustain like injuries and 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, the teacher had some injuries. In fact, they, they didn't just beat up that teacher. They beat up other teachers that were in that staff room. And it was, that day was a... What was the principal doing? <laughs> I don't know, I can't remember. But that, oh day, was a, that day was a total madness. Because, I mean, we had students rioting. And some students were trying to be heroes. were trying to defend the teacher. Some of them were just trying to, to yeah. cause havoc. And they were just enjoying the whole commotion. And wow. Was, yeah, but... The, the fact that we had a we had a, a parent go to such extreme just cause the teacher had beaten their 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 their, their child mm-hmm. it shows that not everybody is is on board with the idea of teachers beating beating students. students sure yes. parents were very extreme but no no parents yeah, yeah no. and i feel like teachers in in lagos are more aggressive compared to teachers in other states and and maybe maybe i'm wrong but recently mm-hmm. they've they've kind of like calmed down because there was I, I think at some point there was this nationwide you know strike by parents like oh stop using canes in our schools mm-hmm. and something like that because i knew that when we were growing up you know each teacher had like seven to ten canes. Sometimes they'll they would take like five canes and wrap it together with cello tape. <laughs> and it's crazy, like for what? For I had a teacher one time that applied pepper on a on a cane. Pepe. Yes. Macagini. Yes. <laughs> and they will flog you on your on your palm. On your palm, so yes. that to pepper you very yes. well. And there was a teacher in my school that oh. loved to flog girls on their on their waist. No, like it doesn't flog it doesn't flog on the buttocks mm. or your back it flogs on your it waist it's incredibly painful like how wicked do you, do you have um, to be as a teacher to do that to a kid anyway it's 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 just it's unfortunate and uh, and this is affect us like when we grow up it actually affects us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean i know i know thinking back to my childhood there was never I had very few instances where someone would, would cane me or flog me and I would I would take that as a correction. Mm-hmm. More often than not, whenever I, I collected cane or whatnot, it always made me angry, made me yeah. upset, made me yeah. want to find a way to get back at that as person. A, as a teacher. That, yeah, that, mm. that flogged me. How did participating in your parents' you know, style of worship affect your views on religion, especially putting the idealized idea of God and pastors in Lagos into consideration. Hmm. Oh, I hope I don't uh, offend anybody with my answer. No, 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 don't, <laughs> no. We're not here to slander church or anything. Yeah, we're just, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we had, we used to go to MFM back where we were, while I was, back while I was growing up. And I don't think we had... MFM, like Mountain, yeah, Mountain Fire, Fire Ministries. Ministries okay. Yes. Yes, and I don't think we we had much of a say in the matter. It was like the family church, and everybody was to get up on Sunday morning by seven a.m. prepare and go to church. Mm-hmm. So, so the reason why I asked this question is because pertaining to growing up in Lagos, mm-hmm. if you look at um, some certain areas in Lagos have the most number of churches mm. if you do your 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 your, your rundown yeah you realize up to five churches yes and those churches are usually like in the ghetto areas no i get to i'm not trying to like you know back backlash anybody or anything but if you notice that there are a lot of prosperity churches in areas that are not very well to do i don't know i don't know if it's because people come to lagos people migrate from from their villages or from their states to lagos to find a better life but and when and when that is proving quite difficult for them they they, they start running to these churches and expecting you know blessings and 
turn turnovers for them. Meanwhile, it doesn't really work like that in real life, you know. And and then they force their children to partake in this search for prosperity, and yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You I know, know if, if you see some of the <laughs> some of the billboards that this that the, these churches have, they tell you that you know, ninety days of prayer will turn your life around, and how. Mm. I mean, like some of them work, but yeah, but you know, there's it's. A lot of them also just sell sell the wrong stuff to people, mm. and people are very much desperate for hope, so yeah. it works for them. But um, really, really, what we need is rather rather in Lagos. Mm-hmm. L- Lagos, for for instance, has a lot of like you said, a lot of yeah. places where you just find so many redundant churches that aren't really adding value to the community, not just the the people. It's more like the community is adding value to. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I didn't say anything. Though. <laughs> it's just I'm just you know. Say what's on your mind now, but... <laughs> Please, I don't want problems. Yeah, but I mean, the church should add no. value to the community. That's why. That's one of the major reasons why the church is there, and it's not not just the community of those who are serving God, but just add value to the community, and that's yeah. part of what will make people respect you as a church. Yeah, but but, but I feel like parents also contribute to this problem because they kind of like force down the truth, like force the the idea of this churches down mm-hmm. the truth of their children without actually giving their children the choice to choose mm-hmm. okay i feel like every child should be able to choose from when they are young that okay do i want to worship in this church or another church okay. do i like the style of worship in this church mm-hmm. okay so i grew up catholic okay. and um i like my church growing up but at the same time i i i saw a lot of hypocrisy in the way um some catholics live and the way some Catholics lead their lifestyles, mm. it wasn't matching up to the to to what they say. Mm. You know, imagine you go to church every day, and then once you step out of your church, once somebody just sprays pothole water on your body, you are cursing you the person out. Like you're literally <laughs> scandalizing their entire existence. Like the kind of curses that come out from some some mm-hmm. for some supposed Catholics, you will not believe that it's from somebody that just, that just came out from the church. So um, this was this was really nice. Um, I know you guys are probably thinking that okay, what does church have to do with this discussion? But trust me, if you are if you lived in Lagos and you are a Christian, um, the church is a very was would have been a very big part of your life growing up. Yeah, I mean, growing up for me was either we're in the house or in school yeah. or in church. Our parents always wanted us to be in any of those places. Anything outside of that, they would always they'll make a big deal out of it, which very wasn't big ideal, deal. but. Um, church was a major part of yeah. growing up for me. I remember the first time I went to set. Mm. Um, we we had to come to set on Sunday. Uh, well, my dad, I was, I think I was sixteen. Sixteen, no, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad was very furious. My dad was like, any work that would require you to not be in church on Sunday, yeah, it's from the devil. Yeah, exactly. Or it's from this or from that, you know. And it affected me because sometimes I didn't go to church. And I was labeled the person that wants to, you know, lead our, our siblings astray. <laughs> but 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 now I don't regret that that decision because it helped me to take a step back and really define my my view of God. And now I'm not perfect, but I realized that God God does not judge, and God does not point fingers. God takes you as you are, and yeah, basically. So, do you have any last words? Mm, do I? Do I? 
Um, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for um, deciding to come and talk on my podcast. I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. And I much. hope, yeah, and I hope my 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 listeners um took something out of this um episode. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. All right.